Hello, everyone, and welcome back uh, to our podcast series dedicated to FAA employees, air traffic controllers, and their families. My co-host is Kathleen Sanford, financial planner, investment advisor, rep, fiduciary out of Huntsville, Alabama, but serving um, each of you nationwide. So welcome back, Kathleen. Great to be here. Okay, so let's get into the topic today, air traffic controllers specifically and the special provision. So uh, let's start off by defining what are the special provisions? Well, the special provisions uh, are specific items that are just dedicated to three groups of people. They are law enforcement officers, firefighters, and of course, the air traffic controllers, which we are going to be basing this uh, podcast on. And this adverse is what we call the regular employees. So the enhanced provisions or the special provisions is more of the having an enhanced pen, pension. They have some eligibility requirements that are different for this pension. Uh, they also have some differences in their uh, special retirement supplement. And there are also some differences in their TSP. Now, one of the things that I, I'd like to uh, mention before we go on is I want to go ahead and define more or less what an air traffic controller is. I'm sure those who are air traffic controllers know it, but there's been some changes. So the air traffic controller is basically a civilian employee of the Department of Transportation or the Department of Defense working in air traffic control facilities or flight service stations as a frontline air traffic controller or the immediate supervisor. And then later on, uh, it was also to include the uh, level two supervisors, which is the supervisors of immediate supervisors of the uh, air traffic controllers. Now, to get back onto some of the differences that we are going to be talking about here uh, and that are called the special provisions, uh, one is the basic one is the eligibility. And some of the eligibility is, uh, the main thing is for them to retire at a younger age with fewer years of service. So basically, if it's a voluntary retirement, you can be at age 50 with 20 years of your credible service, or you can retire at any age with 25 years of credible service. And then you have this mandatory age at 56 at the end of your birth month. And the government made this decision that 56 was the mandatory age because they felt like air traffic controllers ability to control air traffic was beginning to diminish at that age. Now I would like to mention that our law enforcement officers and firefighters, they have a mandatory age of 57 versus the 56. Now I use the term credible service. And uh, I like to go ahead and say what is not credible service, and that is your accrued or unused sick leave or annual leave cannot be used to meet the minimum service requirement or the years, like we said, with 20 years of service. Military, even if credi credible under the CSRS, cannot be used uh, 
underneath the special provisions. And then the other part of the pension that I'd like to bring up is the contributions. You know, the old CSRS, Civil Service Retirement System, they contribute 7.5% of their pay to their enhanced system. And uh, now the FERS uh, only contribute uh, a half a percent higher than the regular employees or 1.3%. And so you see the, the difference between the regular employees and the FERS now with the special provision the first still have a, a more enhanced retirement. And that is really one of the major things that um, is, is so powerful here. But now, as we go back and we look at the eligibility of this, you're going to see that I said they, that it's 20 years. It's 20 years uh, is the minimum amount. So to get this provision, they have to have 20 years. Uh, now, they can have additional years on that, but they won't get that enhanced retirement if for the, any years over the 20. And they won't get, even if they're in the special provision group, air, air traffic controllers or firefighters or law enforcement, if they don't work at least 20 years, they don't get this. 19 years don't count. So we have here uh, two parts formula. And the, the formula uh, is 1.7% times 20 for the minimum 20 years for the first 20 years of credible service. And of course, the second part of the formula is the same high three, but it's only times 1% for every year above that 20. So on our sample here on the, the slide we have for viewing, you can see here that we have an example of a retiree at the age of 50. Their high three is 42,000 and their service is just 20 years. So you see the 0 0.017 times 20 times 42 equals their pension of being 14,280. Now we have another example here with a uh, retiree age 57 with high three of uh, 65,027 years of service. And here again, you see the same 0 0.017 times just the 20 years, the first 20 years, uh, times 65 equals $22,100. And then the second part of the formula, which is the two part, is they only get 1% of the remaining year. So it's 0 0.01 times 7 times 65,000 or the 4550. So you add the 22,100 to the 4550. So their annuity is 26,500. Now there is an exception to this. Uh, some air traffic controllers are going to work until they're age 56. They'll have 30 years of service, and then they will be receiving the 1.7% calculation for all their years. But remember, this is just a small group of people. Now, we also have comparing that to a basic annuity for the what we call regular FERS is under 62, they still use the high three, but it's only times 1% times the amount of years of service. 
Uh, I don't have a slide for this, but if you took the same 65,000 times the 1% times 27 uh, years, they'd end up with 17,550. So you can kind of get a comparison there. Right. And then we also have another example here, uh, age 62, over the minimum, um, with over at over the age of 62 and they have at least two years of service again they use the high three times 1.1 percent of years uh, and the full months of the service uh, meaning you get the years and the months it's just not calculated on years and so we did the calculations on this and that came up to 19,305 so you see as retiring with the enhanced benefit really has some, uh, the, the, the pension is so much better on this and that's why there's certain eligibility requirements for that. Okay, so with those calculations, how does the cost of living or the acronym COLA, how is that impacted? Well, everybody's aware that out in the world, everybody talks about a COLA, which is, um, an adjustment that they're expecting to get. And it's really a number that's based on uh, a release by the US Treasury called the Consumer Price Index or Wage Earners, or how the government likes to call it, which would be the CPIW for short. Now, the uncovered or the regular FERS, they will not get, and this is one of the benefits of the special provisions, they will not get the COLA until they reach the age of 62. And at age 62, they are required to, not required, they are eligible to receive a Social Security benefit if they so choose to do so. So if you have an uncovered employee who retired at age 55, just think they don't receive any COLAs or any adjustments. Now, if you're a special provision, whether you retire at age 50 or 55, you get that COLA right away. Again, that's one of the differences and the benefits. Now, one of the other benefits that they also get is after those 20 years of service, you know, it's because the job is stressful, they, they and they're not really ready to retire at age 50 or 56. They can move to an uncovered position. So they can be an air traffic controller now, work for the Department of Transportation, and then they can go like to the wildlife um, department and they can work there for how many years that they want. So you just got to kind of remember that the special provisions do have a mandatory retirement. And again, not everybody is able or, or wants to retire at that. And so uh, there is another catch here that uh, the program called the first special retirement supplement, which uh, I, I mentioned that before there's a difference and we're going to go more in depth onto that subject in our next podcast. But right now I just kind of want to give you some really important information. 
So this supplement is paid to defers who are eligible to retire and they choose to do so before the age of 62. This is supposed to be uh, a replacement for the social security uh, if, if they would have, you know, at age 62. But the catch is uh, if you make too much money, more than currently, which is $18,240 annually, you could be penalized. You can give some of this money back or not have any at all. And this is called the earnings test. Now, this came right off, your slide came right off the Social Security website, which you can see that. And I want to explain this a little bit. The earnings test is like, has to be for a full year from January 1 to January 1. So what you earn in 2019 will cause you to have a penalty if you make too much money in 2020 and you will have to give that some of that or a portion of that back and that will, this will be more explained in the next podcast. Now, if you only retire in part of the year and you don't work the full year, that's where this second uh, block uh, comes into play where it says you reach full retirement age during 2019 and it's because you haven't worked the full year. So, you realize that the 18 2040 is from the whole year from January 1 to December 31. And again, that will be further explained down the road. Now, your, your uh, regular employee, this will apply uh, to them when they retire and they're at their uh, minimum uh, requirement age or their MRA. Now, the special provisions is let's say if they retire at age 50 but their MRA is not until it's usually between 55 to 57 then until they get to their MRI they can make as much money as they want there's no penalty or anything of that but when they get to that uh, MRA then this applies to them as well so they have a benefit here and both the regular uh, employee and the special provision employee will have to sit back and consider, do I not want to work? Do I want to be part of this earning test or be penalized? And the penal to be penalized is for every $2 that you make over the 18,240, you're going to have to give $1 back. And again, we'll go more into that uh, on our next podcast. Okay, and then there's there. also some differences in the TSP, correct? Yes, yes, there is. And I think this is the, the greatest area of questions that I received because uh, they my clients who call me up and say, well, if I don't get my social security at age 62, where's it going to come from? So, and it's going to basically come from the TSP. So your special provision employees who retire at age 50 or later, they can withdraw money from their TSP uh, without any kind of early withdrawal penalty. They'll just have to pay the taxes due as regular income, you know, because it's never been taxed. 
that your regular or unregular employee can withdraw their PSP if they retire at age 55. So you got age 50 to age 55. Both of them can withdraw without any kind of early withdrawal penalty because um, the normal withdrawal age is 59 and a half. So one of the things I want to mention to this, this is really good because if you got your TSP and you say, no, I don't want to take it on my thrift savings plan. I want to take it out of an IRA that I have, let's say at another, um, uh, I was going to say Fidelity, which is another company, which it could be, there's, there's many, many of different ones out there. Uh, I'm going to take my money out of that and use that versus my TSP. Well, you won't, have the special, you won't have that uh, special provision applied. If you take it out at age 50, you will be penalized 10% plus, of course, you'll have to pay uh, your, uh, your income taxes on that as well. And I'm talking about a traditional IRA. So that is a really great benefit. And the main reason that they do this, or one of the main reasons is because they want you to keep your money in TSP as well. They don't want you to roll it over into an IRA with an outside company after you retire. So it not only gives you that benefit of withdrawal, it encourages you to keep it where it is. That's an important point. And yes. Probably a good one to close with today. Yes. The, uh, the only thing I would like to mention is the fact that on our next podcast, we're really going to get into the special retirement uh, supplement. And we're going to cover that in much greater details as far as what we have here. And I'll also give you some examples. Okay, great. So that concludes our session on the uh, special provision for air traffic controllers. As Kathleen mentioned, look for our next episode to be uploaded uh, very soon. And we will get into more detail on the special retirement provision and the special retirement supplement. So Kathleen, great information. Thank you for joining me today. Well, it's great to be here and I'm, I'm happy to be able to help anybody I can. Okay. So on that note, if you want to reach out to us, if you have questions uh, you'd like to uh, connect with Kathleen, you can reach us at 888 545-8840. Let us know which agency you're in and that you attended the podcast. You can also uh, check us out on fedchecklist.com. You can put questions on the website that will get them to Kathleen. You can also request a complimentary retirement consultation. So this concludes our session today. Again, look for the next episode to be uploaded and we look forward to educating you more on these very important benefit and retirement issues. Thank you very much.